Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Holy Girl University. It's your girl, Amina Fuller. Make sure to get your ice latte, a notebook, and a Bible because class is in session at HGU. I don't know a single person who hasn't gone through a season of loneliness in terms of friendships, right? Like, I see people with friends and I want friends, or I only have a few friends and they're not great, or I have a few friends but I want more friends. And even if you have, even if you've had a lot of friends, it's like you can still experience loneliness. So let's just talk about that today. Let's talk about, we're going to talk about friendships, Christian friendships, how to make them, how to keep them. I'm going to share some of my personal testimonies because God does not want you to walk through life alone. And if you're hearing those words, you might be sitting in your bedroom and just thinking like, I mean, I've heard that a million times and I've been trying and I've been praying, but I'm just not finding friends. So let's talk about it. I just want to acknowledge for a sec that the FOMO seeing the cute little Christian girl like groups on Instagram and on TikTok, like the little Bible study, like aesthetic picnics, like going to the beach, like that's literally so real. Like I remember I walked through a season of like, I would call it like God solution, but it's like when God had me in isolation and concentrate consecration and he had just removed a lot of just bad people from my life. I'd see these groups and like, they're like, oh, you know, they like post like, like, you know, something like, you know, all their friends to like some trending audio and just be like, God is faithful. And like, I'm like, I know, I know that God is faithful. I just don't have like proof in the friend area of my life to prove that. But I already know. So I'm like, God, I'm not going to ask you to prove yourself. But if you want to bring if you want to bring more of those Christian friends, like I know that you can and that you will. And. For me, I, it was hard for me because during that time, like, I got saved when I was in college. So all of, like, my Christian friends are, like, in my college town. Um, and, like, all my church friends were in my college town. And I was back home in San Francisco. And that was just really, really hard for me. Um, and we had just started going to a church out here. And I was just like, God, like, I feel like. I don't feel alone, but I feel like, like, I want more friends. Like, I like, I'd pray, like, God, let me just, like, go out and just meet people. Like, and I actually did. Like, I literally met this one girl. Shout out if you're listening. But we literally met at Sephora. Like, and she's so sweet. Like, she moved away. But, like, literally, like, God would just set up divine appointments for you to meet people. And sometimes the friendships that God has for us aren't necessarily what we expect or the relationships that God brings. They're not always what we want, or what, but they're like what we need. I remember one time before I left the house, I like to pray for like divine appointments, like Lord just set up divine appointments. And I just prayed. I was like, Lord, like, please like give me a divine appointment today. God, when I go out, give me divine appointments. Let me, let me, let me meet my bridesmaids today. Lord, like let me meet like my girls and God answered my prayers. I didn't meet, I didn't meet any sweet girls, but I did meet this black guy named Moses who came and ministered to me at the park. Um, shout out. He's, he's a great guy. Um, but like, we just have to trust that God knows exactly what we need when we're in this season. But at the same time, it is really hard 
to believe that when you're just waiting and you begin to get impatient on God's promises. So that season or the loneliness that you're feeling, I just want to validate you real quick and say that that is totally real and that you are not alone in that. Like the, like the more, the more I post stuff like with my friends in it, the more comments, DMs, like texts I get is it's not people saying, Oh my gosh, same. I'm going to go recreate this with, with my home girls. It's, I wish I had this. I don't have this. I want this. How do I get this? And God wants to give you guys those friends. I promise you that. So let's talk about what the word of God says about like what it means to be a good friend. And of course, we can look at Jesus for the number one example as that. Like there's no greater love, no greater friend than Jesus. And we have to focus on making him first in our lives. But what is a good friend according to the word of God? Um, so Proverbs talks a lot about this. Um, Proverbs seventeen seventeen says that a true friend shows love no matter what. This is a good time to get your, to get your journals out, girls. A true friend gives heartfelt advice, bringing joy to the heart. Proverbs 27, 9. A true friend rebukes, which is like, it's kind of like a correction when necessary, but the correction is done in love, which is Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. A true friend influences and sharpens. Proverbs 7, 27, 17. A, tr- a true friend avoids gossip. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A true friend forgives and does not hold grudges. Proverbs 17, 9. A true friend is loyal. Proverbs 18.24, a true friend helps in a time of need. Ecclesiastes 4.19.12. A true friend never withholds kindness. Job 6.14. A true friend, you their presence is pleasant and you dwell together in unity. Psalm 133. Your love for in your friendship covers and outweighs offense. Proverbs 17. 17 nine wounds from a friend can be trusted proverbs 27 6 it doesn't mean that you know we should have toxic friends but it means that like when a friend gives us criticism it can be trusted and that's proverbs 27 6 i think truly though the most important quality of a friend um is comes from john 15 12 through 15 which says my commandment is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I have learned from my father. I have made known to you. Jesus is our best friend. He's the most perfect friend that anyone could have. He's the best friend that a girl could ask for. Honestly, you guys, like there's nothing that we can do that's beyond like forgiveness. Of course, there's a couple little tiny things like, you know, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But besides that, like you could literally like like human forgiveness. Well, worldly forgiveness is limited. Like If you, if somebody like does something wrong to you, it's like, I don't have to forgive them. But as Christians, we know that it works a little differently. Um, 
because we're not going to give the enemy a legal right like that. Matthew 22, Matthew 22, if you know what I'm talking about. But that's, we'll get into that later on. Um, but we need to have, we need to make sure that our friends and as a friend, you love some, you love your friend as Jesus loves you. Okay. And let's just delve into that a little bit more. How can I become a more loving friend? Well, what is love? We can look at first Corinthians 13, four through eight, which says love is patient. Ladies, take notes. Guys, take notes. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres love never fails but where where there are prophecies they will cease where there are tongues they will be stilled where there is knowledge it will pass away i find this scripture both encouraging and convicting i think we need to all take a second and just um be like okay am i am i a patient friend am i a kind friend am i do I not boast? Am I not proud? Am I self-seeking? Like, and I remember my pastor this Sunday was talking about writing a eulogy. Um, like, and like looking back and I, he's like, I want them to say that I was like a kind friend and that I, you know, did this. And I'm like, you know what? I, I think we all need to just sit back, take a step back and just look, okay. Am I being an actual loving friend? Am I being these qualities? And what are the qualities that I need to work on? And what you can do is literally an exercise. I love giving homework because I, I love receiving homework. Like, like when I read a, when I'm watching a podcast and someone gives me homework, I'm like, yes, maybe I'm just weird. But um, get like a post-it note out, like write it on your phone somewhere, like um, write out the qualities that you want to work on you know, as a friend and put it like, put it somewhere that you'll see it. Right. You can make it into a little widget on your phone. You can stick it up somewhere in your room on your door and begin to work on them and then come back in a week and just reflect. Okay. How did I do with being patient? How did I do with, with not being prideful? Right. And that I'm telling you, your relationships are going to improve. Your friends are going to notice. And even if they don't, God notices. And slowly, if maybe you're getting distant from a friend, sometimes we don't even know, you guys. We don't even know. Like, you could have a friend who maybe you've been really proud for, boastful, or angry lately. And to you, it's just like, well, they deserve it, right? But to them, they could be going through a hard time. Or maybe you, you don't even realize, but you're being so, like, prideful and that, that maybe your friend is considering cutting you off because of how prideful you're being. So that's why I think we need to really, really assess and make sure that we're being this way because, you know, sometimes we have to correct. And if someone doesn't like that, then that's okay. But we have to make sure that we're not, you know, we obviously make mistakes to make sure that we're not in the wrong um, in those ways. Because as people, we're supposed to strive to be being above reproach. 
Okay, let's talk about how I made my Christian friends that I'm going to... I already know for a fact I'm like, I'm going to do life with some of these girls. Like, some other girls are just here for a season, you know? Or you might think that, that they're just here for a season, but God might say no. Like, y'all are going to get closer. Like, this is like a for life thing. So, I think, actually, first of all, I just want to share... We need to be mindful and ask God to help us steward well the relationships that he's given us in our lives. Because often, just because somebody doesn't fit the description of what you want in a good friend or what you want as, you know, like like maybe you want your best friend to be funnier, right? Uh, or maybe or maybe you, you want a good friend to be funnier, you know, someone someone in your life. And this friend just isn't funny enough, but she really needs a friend like you. Sometimes we have to just be able to assess, weigh, and develop. Okay, there's there, there's just naturally going to be some relationships that I pour more into, and there's naturally going to be some relationships where people are pouring more into me. So if you're, you know, in, in a place where everyone's pouring into you, you have to begin to ask God, why am I not pouring into people? How can I be more selfless in my relationships? And God will show you and he'll provide you with opportunities to be able to pour into people if it's the right timing. And I believe that there's some, there are some relationships where it's definitely a balance where you're both pouring into each other. But usually for most friendships, one way or another, it's you're either getting poured into more or they're pouring into you or it's for a season. One of my best friends, her and I just like exchange like going through hard seasons. Like she goes through one, then I go through one, or just like hard things. Like she goes through a struggle, I have a struggle, then she has a struggle, then I, and so like it's like here I'll pour into you, you pour into me, I pour into you, you pour into me. Hey, the Lord put you on my heart today. The Lord put you on my heart right now. I have a word for you. Like like just like constantly just pouring into each other, and sometimes we just going through it together, but we're still just as there for each other. And I also just want to emphasize that it's important for us to be aware and just like ask the Holy Spirit and just just be mindful of how much you're pouring into people because sometimes you are just poor you can you can be overpouring like I know I have OPS I have the overpouring I have an overpouring syndrome I literally like I will pour into everybody and then like you know sometimes I don't ask to be poured into or like I, or I'm not fostering relationships that are pouring into me. So be mindful, pour into those who pour into you, right? Pour into those who pour into you. If you have like relation, I'm not just saying this like for my selfish motivations. I'm saying this cuz we all need to know this. In order to have a successful friendship and relationship, of course with your mentor, like it's it's a little bit different, but like if if people are are just pouring into you you need to ask, you need to begin to ask god like how can i give back and for my fellow overpourers and overstretchers we just like to stretch ourselves out and be like here 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 it's okay to say no to social to social gatherings events invitations it's okay to not be able to be there for everyone at the same time you know, it's okay if you have to take a while to respond to a text, right? You don't have to feel guilty about that. You can still love somebody and pray for somebody, even if you're not, like, able to respond to them at that time. Okay, now let's get back to me and how I made my friends. So, um, I went through a season where I had literally no Christian friends for the first five months of, um, 
my salvation. I mean, I had, I guess I had Christian friends, but they didn't go to church. They never talked to me about Jesus. Even before I was saved, I didn't talk to them about Jesus. Um, and they were just living completely for the world. So I guess you can call them Christian friends, but they're just, they were just friends. They're, they were worldly friends who claimed to be Christian, right? Or who, who said they were Christian. Um, and so then, like five months later, I get baptized on my birthday and I suddenly, like, sort of start to assess my relationships. Actually, um, before then, I had some people in my life who were ju- a lot, literally, like, basically at that point, like, everyone in my life was just pulling you, was pulling me away from God. Um, and either, either a relationship pulls you closer to God or it pulls you further away from God. There is no in between. There is no in between. And these relationships were literally just yanking me away from the Lord. And I knew it wasn't from him. I knew it was bad. I knew I had to get out of them in some way. I remember I was just on a little day trip with some people. <laughs> if you put an agnostic, an atheist, a Christian, and a like half Christian in a car together on a road tri- on a six hour long road trip, you it's not fun. Bad things were said, right? And I I was like really close friends with someone with the agnostic person in that car at the time. And I remember he had just said something that was just so evil and so offensive about, about the word of God. And that very day, I just, I, I was just like, I was just sickened by him. I was like, I was like, I just can't, I was like, I don't want this dude to be in my life anymore. Like I was just, so I went home at night. It was 2 a.m. and I had church the next morning and I still went <laughs> and I just like prayed. I was like, God, like, if if this man, if this group, God, not that group, but just my, my friend circle, if they're not from you, Lord, please remove them. I prayed the prayer. And y'all, y'all, I'm telling you right now, pray the prayer. God, if anyone in my life is not from you, please remove them. Now, God already showed me that, that sometimes... Now here's the thing, we don't talk about this in, in like, like in, in our, in our cute reels and in our podcast and we don't talk about this. Sometimes God will show you that they're not from him and that's his way. He's like, Hey, like I'm showing you they're not from me. Now do your part, daughter. Like, like now, now it's, now it's your turn to say, Hey, like let's just talk about it. If, like this is, if I were to give advice to, Amina in April 2023, I would tell her, Amina, it's not worth it. You know, I like if if I were me back then, I would just tell him, hey, tell tell, tell my friends around me, hey, like I, I I mean no offense, but we just have a really different value system. And actually, you know, okay, I want to see. Let me let me side note, not. All of my friends, I did have some Christian friends, and now, now that I'm thinking about it, I did have some friends that were like, that, like they were okay. Like, not all of them were pulling me away from the Lord, but like the majority, like, like I'd say like 
80%. I did have some, like, like friends with good values who were, like, kind of Christian. But besides that, and I did have, like, a couple, like, Christian friends, too. Not, not, now that I'm remembering. But I would just tell myself, like, Amina, you know, just tell them, like, that your values aren't in alignment and that, like, like the he literally, like, blasphemed the Bible. It was really bad. Um, and I would just say, hey, like, our values aren't in alignment. I, I don't see this working out. Like, I'm sorry, but I just, I want to surround myself with, with, like, like-minded people. And for that reason, I'm just going to pull away. Now, like, I know that God sometimes calls us to be the light, right, in those situations. But when you know that God showed you that this friendship is not from him and he wants you to leave it. We have to do our part in that. And we have to ask him for wisdom and for discernment. And I don't like I'm here. Okay. I'm not here to say like, hey, go cut off all your unbeliever friends. I don't believe in that. But I believe if there is a relationship in your life that was set up by the enemy, you just know it to pull you away from the Lord. Why are you still in it? So let's talk about how to um, assess when to let go of a friendship. So number one, of course, when they are pulling you away from the Lord, God doesn't want you to be in a situation that is pulling you away from him. Sometimes we will be in situations when we are, you know, I guess sort of unequally yoked, but God has us there, you know, being the light. And I've seen people, I've seen situations when by being friends with a believer and unbeliever, I've seen this very recently, actually, um, has come to the faith, right? But when this person is pulling you away from the Lord, that is a number one red flag. And I remember after, like, I, I didn't really think, I mean, to my memory, I didn't really think that, like, that they weren't from God until, like, after that incident, I was like, wow, wait a second. Like, and then I started to, be, I started to feel that, like, a conviction, you know, like, uh, I, I started to feel a conviction, like, maybe, maybe these people aren't from God. Maybe I shouldn't consider them, like, my best friends. Like, maybe I, like, why are they in my life? Like, you know, um, and... I think it's important for us to listen to the conviction. Of course, pray to God. And I just want i want to say, if you are considering removing somebody in your life, prayer is like the most important factor. Pray for God to give you wisdom, knowledge, guidance. Then read the word of God. What does the Bible say? How does the Bible advise me on how to react? And we'll get into the mistakes that I made about that later on, but let's finish talking about red flags in friendships. It's important for us to not associate with people who are just like very comfortable with their sin, like inwardly or outwardly, no conviction living in what we would call iniquity. First Corinthians five eleven says, but actually I've written to you not to associate with any so-called Christian brother, if he is sexually or immoral, which means, you know, having sex before marriage, um, or greedy, or is an idolater, devoted to anything that takes place of God, 
or is a reviler who insults or slanders or otherwise verbally abuses others, or is a drunkard or swindler, you must not so much eat with such a person. Okay, and I know this verse can just kind of stir up feelings like, God, that's literally so intense. Like, um, are you just not, do you not want me to have fun? Like, hello? And I, the Holy Spirit gave me this analogy, um, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, so, okay, imagine two kids, right? One kid, um, has, like, one of those little, I don't know if you guys had that, I was, I was a well-behaved child, but I had a cousin who was a little rebellious little child, and he had to wear a backpack leash, right? But let's just take out the rebellious part. Imagine two children, right? And, um, and one child, you know, the mom cares about him and she loves him. And so she's, she's watchful over him. So he has a little backpack leash on. It's literally a backpack connected to a leash that's around the mom's wrist. Um, or that she can hold in her hand. And the other child just, the, the mom is just on her phone and she's not watching him. And they're just, they're, and the moms are, they're, they're like, hang, you know, they're hanging out at a cafe. Um, and the one little baby says that they're like two years old. When one child says to the other, stick with me, you guys. Um, one child says to the other, you know, hey, like, 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 do you want to let, let, like, let's go play in the street? And you know, they're, they're literally kids. And so, and the other kid says, okay. And so they both run towards the street. One kid run, you know, he runs into the street and the other kid literally can't because he has a leash on. He just runs and gets like two feet. He doesn't get, he doesn't even get near to the street. That's like the word of God, the word, the word of God and the protection of being in Christ is like, I'm not, I can't run in the street and get hit because I have the leash. Right. And the word of the word of God is protection. So it's not because God wants to restrict us, but it's because he loves us. Okay, so there's this one verse in Proverbs. I'm just going to say it off the top of my head. It says that um, he who walks with the wise will become wise, but he who walks with a fool, with a fool will become a fool. And you guys, we are literally human sponges. You know, like, when you start, like, talking like your best friend? I have some friends in my life where, like, I don't know. I just, like, I talk I talk a certain way. And I notice that they start being, like, girl, home girl, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, after they hang out, after they're, like, around me, like, when I used to sit, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, and, you know, that's a very common thing to say. But they didn't say it before. But now that I say it a lot, they start saying it a lot. Like, like one of my friends, she she says, like, amenzies. And so then I started saying amenzies. And then my friend started saying amenzies because I was saying, because I started saying amenzies. And like my friend heard it from her friend. So it's like, like we started picking up off of terms. Or maybe, like, you know, your friends drink and you're not really interested in drinking. But because they're interested in drinking, I've experienced this. It's like, okay, well, I'm actually interested in drinking because my friends are, right? Like, that's how I started drinking in the first place was because my friends or drinking, right? So, like, we literally are just sponges as humans, so we have to make sure that we're soaking up the right things, because if you put a sponge in dirty water, it's just gonna, 
it's going to become dirty. That just shows you the importance of your surroundings. So, and my source for this is Got Questions and the Bible, of course. But um, Proverbs has lots of good verses on, like, us being friends with unbelievers. So let's just talk about that for a second. Um, it says in Proverbs twelve twenty six that the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Um, it also says in Proverbs thirteen twenty and for and Proverbs fourteen seven that we should say we should stay away from foolish people. Um, Proverbs twenty two twenty four says that. We should stay away from people who lose their temper e- um, easily and from the rebellious. It also says in Proverbs. Um, and of course, like from we need to be aware of our relationships with those who have not been saved. Second um, Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and, and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? If you have been saved and your relationship with unbeliever with with your unbeliever friends just your relationships in general have not been impacted i i would be slightly concerned like when you get a new hobby like it's, it's like you know like like if i could, i've never gone into anime but I know some people who, like, are just, like, super into anime. Like, anime is life. Like, they have their anime fantasies and they're, they dress up, you know, and they have their anime Discord, you know, chats and, like, they, like, they all want to go to Japan. Like, 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 super, like, like, anime friends, right? Um, and, like, we, we just, like, haven't, like, we just can't, like, 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 they're chill. But we're, we just can't be, like, super close because that's, like, they're in top. Like, that's, they they just love anime. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I've never watched a single anime show in my life. Like, I've watched, like, Spirited Away. Like, that's all I know. Actually, I want to rewatch that now that I'm thinking about that. Anyway, um, I've watched Spirited Away. And that's literally all I know from anime. So, we just don't have that much in common anymore. Like, you know? And that's the same thing with when you become a Christian, it starts to like consume more areas of your life and you start to have more differences. The things that you used to, to that you used to do, you don't want to do it anymore. Right. The, the, like the parties, like, you know, your, your friends who used to get like, who you would get drunk with, like, they're like, why, like, why don't you want to get drunk? And you're like, well, I, you know, right? Like, like we just don't have much in common anymore. So that's why we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. Cause, Cause it's like, you just, at a certain point, you just can't really be yoked together like that. Being like having a really close relationship with an unbeliever, like it not only will it cause you to stumble, um, or, and to fall back into a sinful life, but it can also turn others away from God because you're misrepresenting God in Christianity. Remember, we're supposed to be ambassadors of the kingdom. That doesn't mean that we're like, oh, I'm too good for you now. 
But it means that when you're around people who are doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing, you're going to be influenced to do it. And therefore, you will begin to represent, misrepresent Christ. At the same time, this is not about cutting off unbelievers. If you have unbeliever friends, I'm not saying that you're supposed to cut people off, right? Let's see what the Word of God says about this. Second Timothy 2, 24 through 26 tells us, that as servants of the Lord, we are to be kind and not to quarrel with anyone. We should gently teach those who oppose the truth and be patient with difficult people. So be gentle, be kind, don't quarrel, you know, be loving, of course. Matthew five sixteen tells us, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. We, so you guys, we should serve unbelievers so that they may, we should serve and love on unbelievers, right? So that they may see God through us and turn to him in praise. Um, and James 5.16 says that there is a, there is a great power in the prayer of a righteous person. So bring your concerns for unbelievers before God and he will listen. I, again, I've seen people, unbelievers who have been saved because of the prayers and, you know, having Christians in their lives. So don't turn your backs on them, but I would say lower them in your ranking and begin to distance yourself from them as having like an intimate relationship, if that makes sense. There is nothing wrong with, you know, having like a quality friendship with an unbeliever, but we have to make sure that God is in the center of our relationship and that, you know, we should be able to, our goal should be able to, you know, like bring them to Christ, um, and share the gospel with them and just show, show God's love to them through our lives. If you are in a situation where, you know, all your friends are unbelievers and you don't know what to do, I just want to remind you something that we cannot do as Christians, we need to make sure that we're not watering down scriptures, right? We need to make sure that we're always speaking the truth. I know that's easier said than done, but that doesn't mean that you walk, that you point out, you're like, sin, you're going to hell. Hey, you, foreign adulterers will not enter the kingdom of heaven. But it's like, if they ask what your, what's your opinion on something, or if a conversation comes up about something, we need to share the, the biblical truth. That's, that's our duty as Christians, right? And if you are friends with unbelievers, um, Jesus was surrounded by non-Christians every day, right? But he never lost his identity. He knew his assignment and he stayed true to the Father's will. Jesus literally ate, drank, and journeyed with with non-Christians every single day, right? But he never, he never like left his post he never failed the assignment, right? Because he said in John eight twenty nine, I always do what pleases the Father. Know your purpose and at the same time, be selective about the people who are your most intimate, closest friends. Um, just like how Jesus, he, he handpicked the disciples. And even among the disciples, he chose three um, to share his most private times in his life with, you know, Peter, James, and John. And on his final days, when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, he chose, it was those three who accompanied him. So even if there might be people in your life who are unbelievers, be mindful of who is in your inner circle. 
Okay, now let's get into testimony time, okay? So, I, oh, the way that I met my friends, God just, I just want to say that what God did in me, I know it wasn't just for me, and I know it didn't, it's not going to end with me. I know that God just, he gives me experiences, because I know it's just going to inspire somebody. I know it's just going to, it's going to give somebody faith. I just, I know it's just, it's not just for me. So, I went through a really hard season, um, of just chastening. Um, if you don't know what chastening is, you should look it up, because you're probably going to go through it at some point in time. Or you maybe have, and you're like, what the heck is going on right now? Um, went through a, a chastening season right after I got baptized. Fasting and all that stuff. And um, I remember my church had midweek services, and I was just like, like I was like, oh my gosh, like I just don't like I don't want to go like today. Actually, you know what? It wasn't even that. It wasn't it wasn't that point yet. I was in the shower. And I had just dropped my phone and like it just like shattered. It was just it was tough. The enemy he was really trying to pull out all he was really trying to do the most on that day. And and I rebuked that. And I got out of the shower, it was exactly six PM and I got a notification that my church was live. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a Wednesday. I didn't even know it was a Wednesday. And I was like, okay, man, I'm not going to go to church today. I'm like, I, like, like, I'm not going to go to midweek. I literally, and y'all, mind you, it was a $20 Uber ride to get from my church, from my dorm to my church. Thank God I sometimes had people who would, you know, take me back. Um, but like, usually, like, some like usually I had to take I actually you know I did have some people who would take me back but sometimes I'd spend like 20 to 50 dollars on transport y'all I, and I did I had a work study job my family ain't rich like that like like I had a work study job and so I was like no I'm just gonna get there super late like I'm just I'm not gonna do this and I just and I, that's when I was beginning to hear from the Lord. And then I just opened, I'm like, you know what? I opened up my Bible and it was, this, it was this verse. I forgot what it was, but it was just so specific. And I felt so convicted. I'm like, you don't have to go. Literally threw on my clothes. My hair is, I have curly hair, still soaking wet. Literally put on like my, like, I had like, I had packed all of my clothes. It was at the end of the, I was at the end of the year. Or the at the end of the school year, I packed all my clothes. So I had like I had like the same like revolving like five outfits that I wear, or like two outfits. I don't know, three outfits, something doesn't matter. But hair soaking wet, just leave the house, get there an hour late. Had an incredible interaction with the Lyft driver who he who knew about, he knew about my church. He ended up like I gave him my Bible. Like he like rededicated his life to Christ. It was it was incredible. But um, I'm like I, I hope he's doing good now. Shout out to that Lyft driver. Shout out to the Holy Spirit. So I got there an hour late. People are probably like looking at her like, what is this girl doing? Coming, walking into church, soaking wet. Literally my, I was wearing like a back, like, um, uh, not, no, I was wearing a brown oversized jacket. And like, it was like, like a tan color. And you could just see my hair. 
like you could just see like it was like like my entire back was literally cut co- like covered in water and it, like it looked like and it looked like i just came out of the shower and just like 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 someone just sprayed me with the hose. it was terrible um and i just came in there and the pastor said like he said a couple things that said that he said the like the lord like the holy spirit knows your your he knows your emotions and that i was like ooh and then he also said to say like i yield my holy spirit i yield my life to you and i was like oh and i said that and it really helped and then afterwards i ran into this lady and i was like i really wanted to get prayer from a prayer partner and she's like oh i can pray for you and she did and um literally like i just like like she prayed for me and like i told her i was dealing with anxiety and i i just needed direction and like all this stuff and like i think it was just like i was trying to make a big decision and then i remember she prayed for me and one of the one of the the things that she just prayed over was friendships it was just funny because the night before i'd watched a video on friendships and i was like huh okay like, I just felt like I just should watch this video. I just felt like I wanted to watch videos on how to make Christian friends. And so I did. And she prayed for me. And I was like, huh. Went out there. Made one of my best friends that night. Like, literally. And then made, like, like three or four other girlfriends. And those are my first ever, like, real Christian friends. Like, one of those girls that I met that night, I'm like, like, she's like like one of my like ride or dies like like one of my homegirls for life like gonna be like one of my bridesmaids when they already know it like you know what i mean like if not my maid of honor like like literally like god just he just said bam 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 okay and then fast forward so that's in that's back in my college town but anyway when i came back to the city i was just like having a hard time i don't know I thought I was going to be here for like, I don't know, like a month, maybe a couple of weeks and then go back. And then, and then it just ended up like not working out. And I just knew, I knew the Lord didn't want me to go back to my college. He didn't want me to, he didn't, I knew, I was like, I just knew it. He didn't want me to go back. And I was like, okay. And so I went through a season of just like, like isolation. Not like I just couldn't make friends, but like I didn't. I was just so focused on the Lord. I was fasting. I was praying. Like, I was, I, I was like, and I was still talking to like my college town friends. And I was just like, like in a season, in a season of like God just like making me into the woman that I am today. That took like a while. Um, and of course, just like breaking strongholds, getting deliverance, recovering from a lot, you know, getting out of lukewarmness, like, um, and I, so I wish, I wasn't, like, really looking for friends, and then the Lord blessed me with, with, like, a sweet friend, and then, like, another sweet friend, and then he started to give me some, some, like, sweet girls in my life, um, but, like, I didn't have, like, a group, and then, like, a little over a month ago, oh, sorry, I just got, like, a weird earache, okay, um, a little over a month ago, I, it was like, what was it? It was Sunday. It was like a Saturday night. And 
like I had been praying for friends for a while and then I kind of stopped not because I lost hope but because I was like okay well I have friends now like I don't need to really pray like you know and I, I have more important things to pray about and um the I heard the Holy Spirit tell me Amina you need to pray and you need to pray for friends you need to pray for for, for friendships and I was like okay and I pray that God like gives me that he would give me friends and like the type of I think I don't remember what I prayed but I remember the Holy Spirit saying I mean I pray that I give you friends literally the, the next morning I made one two three four I made like like eight friends and then after that like more and 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 more girls like it in like the period of one month i've probably like and this is like i've made i've made a lot of friends like i've made like 12 friends like in the period of a month that's not me trying to be like oh my gosh look at me i'm so that's just literally the lord just putting people in my life like that's entirely the lord that's in i've i've made friends i have friends i've made friends like i've you know what i mean but just like like not even like i didn't even go anywhere i didn't change anything up like god just blessing with all those people so that was just that was just incredible now let's talk about how to make and to keep good friends number one most important thing i'm like just like write this write this on your hand honestly um we talked we talked about how to be a good friend back then biblically but like be the friend that you want to have be the friend that you want to have that was like my number one point for this. I texted some friends and literally got the same reply. Like one of my friends said, the first thing she said, she said, the first thing that comes to mind is be the friend you want to have. Like literally you guys, that's the most important thing because if you want people to be a certain way to you, but you're not willing to be that friend to other people, like that's just not going to be good for you, homegirls. And I think that a big part of that in the making friends stage is literally reaching out to people. One of my friends, I wonder if she's listening to this right now. Girl, if you are, text me. But like, I, I met her on that one night that I met, that I met one of my best friends. And I like, I was like, what did I say? I just like, I just like, the Holy Spirit just like highlighted her to me. Like, I just felt like the Holy Spirit just, like, pointed her out. Like, and I just, like, walked up to her. I can't even explain it, you guys, how the Holy Spirit highlights He does it, though. Like, I just, I just wanted to go talk to her. I, I'm like, who is this girl? Like, so many, so many people, people our age, but I just, these two girls, or it was, like, four girls, but she was one of them. And I was like, what did I say? I was like, oh, my gosh, hi. And she was so sweet. We talked. And then, like, when the conversation was about to die out, like, I, like, complimented her on her piercings. And she was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Do you have any piercings? And that moment, I just realized, I used to have a nose piercing. And my ears used to be pierced. But, like, they all closed up. Um, and I, I, thought, I, I realized, I was like, wait, I actually literally, <laughs> like, that's such a funny thing for me to comment on. And I was like, um, no. But I just really liked yours. And they were like i did like her piercings but then it opened up to a further conversation that doesn't mean that she'll be super like oh my gosh like i like your fit i like your hair i like your nails i like your eyes i like your butt like 
no what is it i was gonna say i don't know like like oh yeah like i like 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 i like all like i like everything about you like i like oh my gosh like like constantly like kissing up but like you know a compliment here can open up a further conversation if you want to continue to like like don't flatter people right but like it's funny how like a comment like a compliment opened up a door to a further conversation and then like we talked for like another like five minutes and then we got instagram we exchanged each other's instagrams and then we like we were church friends and then we hung out when i went back to like for my other friend's birthday this summer and like just like literally just be a nice person like just be just be a nice person like and like try literally you guys i'm telling you i know it's hard like i need to put this into practice because i've been entering new spaces lately um like i just I've been entering new spaces lately and we just have to like literally girls guys walk up to people like walk up to someone and be like hey like I'm new here or like hey I've never seen you before and that's literally how I made all of my friends like all of them except for like the ones who we met through a friend I just walked up to them because people are so shy like I mean, even if you're an extrovert, usually you're not going to want to do that. Like, like it takes a certain amount of bravery and also just, yeah, trust, confidence. But even at, like, even if you don't have that confidence, fake it till you make it. Write a script. I, I didn't do this, but I think if you have a hard time, write a script. Write it down. Like, hey, girl, and don't read from your phone, please. For the love of the sweet Lord Jesus, do not read from your phone. But just, like, like if you're an introvert, if you're socially awkward, write a script down, rehearse it before, like, something like this. Like, hey, girl, I've never seen you before. Like, like what's your name? Or, like, hey, like, like oh, I like your outfit. You know, like, like oh, like, how long have you been coming to this church? Or maybe if you're in high school or, like, or in college, like, like, hey, like, what's your name? Like, oh, what college do you go to? Oh, that's so cool. Like, what are you studying? Oh, that's so cool. Like, what do you want to do? Like, people like to be at, people like to, when you ask them questions. And, like, literally, you could just, like, ask them questions. Like, not in, like, an inquis, not, like, in a creepy way. But just, like, ask them questions. And, like, when you have questions prepared, they're like, wow, like, wow, like, um, you know, like, Lexi is such a sweet person. Like, you know, and you're like, all I did was ask you questions, but like ask people questions, write a script for yourself, you know, and practice it and just get like, just make a little tool belt. Okay. If the situation gets awkward, I'm going to say this, um, and make sure that make sure that you're not like talking people's ear off too, that you're just balancing that. Okay. And then another piece of friendship advice that I just really like that I have been thinking about lately and that I just want to give to you guys is that we can't make every single person fit the box of your best friend for life like like your bridesmaid like we like not everyone is going to fit that box like we sometimes we have different categories of friends like you know sometimes you have your work friends sometimes you have your Christian girls who are just going to be your Christian girls for a season right? And that's okay. You might have your gym friends. You might have your friends who you talk about, you know, if you like a certain show, like, oh my gosh, like, like Love is Blind season three, like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Like, 
Like, you know what I mean? So you're going to have certain friends for certain categories and for certain certain seasons. And we can't try to make them fit one box because that that's just unrealistic. Um, Like Jesus, again, he had many followers, but he had and, and, and he had many friends, but he had three of his best friends, his core friends. Maybe you don't have one, right? Maybe before the Lord gives you your best friend, he's going to give you your workout buddy. Okay, and that might, be, that might be a little bit hard, but we can't hold him to that standard. Okay, now let's just talk about um, the Christian friendships where maybe somebody just is not being the friend that you want them to be. Not even just the category, but like maybe like they're the annoying Christian friend. Like maybe... Maybe they like, you know, you act like they ask you for advice and then you reply and then to them like a good long response and they just and they don't say anything back. And they like face them be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hello. That's just an example. Right. So or maybe they um, they don't respect your personal space. Maybe they're just rude, whatever it could be. Um we need to remember that we cannot exchange wrong for wrong. We can, and it's so like our flesh would love nothing more to like quote unquote put them in their place and match their energy, but that's not what walking in the spirit is like. We're supposed to walk in the spirit and walk by the spirit, not by the flesh, right? So walking by the spirit could look like literally like we can't let our character change based off of how somebody else treats us. That doesn't mean that you should be in a relationship where you allow someone to walk all over you. Definitely, you know, set boundaries, you know, make it clear that you're not okay with that. Or just make something that I've been trying to do lately, you guys. Oh, this can be hard. But just, like, make simple requests. Like, I, I, you know, like, hey, it makes me feel unvalued when you don't reply to my text when, when you ask me for advice, you know? Or, like, hey... It makes me feel like uncomfortable when you don't, you know, value my personal space. Like when you don't, when you don't like honor that or whatever. But like we, when we are in situations like that, we, we have to remember that we cannot, you know, exchange wrong, a wrong for a wrong. Just learn not to hold on so tightly to those people. And if you need to distance yourself, that's okay. You know, we can control what their response is, but we can control how we react. I also want to share that, like, with newer friendships, it takes time, you guys. It takes time to be able to have a heart-to-heart convo. It takes time to be able to, you know, trust people with a lot. But we just have to continually just make sure that we're not trying to make everybody fit a role or in a box that they were not meant to fit. Okay, now let's talk about how to just maintain a good friendship. Proverbs 18.24 says that a good friend will stick closer than a brother. That means, you guys, that as friends, we're supposed to stick with our girls closer than a sister, right? That doesn't mean that, like, okay, I'm just, like, I'm gluing myself to them. Like, that we have to be super just, like, always together and... You know, like, I have to be in control, make sure that we are always, but no. What that means is that, like, we're like, we, like, you ride with your girls. You ride with your girls. You ride for your girls. 
right? Like, like, like you are there for them in every circumstance. If it's, if it's like, you know, 2 a.m. and your girl is going through something, like you're there, right? And you're there celebrating the good times. You're always rooting for your friends. You're not jealous. You need to really assess your heart. If when something good happens to your friend, if, if you're just like, <laughs> like, I know we have those experiences where like, you know, you tell someone good, something good about their lives and you just see on their face. They, they, they say they love you, but you see on their face that they're just like not happy for you. Like, like a win for your, a win for my girl is a win for me. A win for my sister in Christ is a win for me. We're supposed to be supportive. We're supposed to be trustworthy. We're supposed to be loving. We're supposed to be honest. And honestly, we know, you know, you, I bet like if you have like, you know, friends in your life like that, like, you know, that the friends who are like that, you know, it's like, I want that a girl. I want her to be like my lifelong friend because of her loyalty to me. Proverbs 27 10 says that a close neighbor, which, you know, can mean friend is better when calamity strikes than a brother who is far away. So I think that speaks, that speaks volumes. If there's ever a disagreement or you guys get in a fight, you need to make sure that you are not going around telling people, even your, even like y'all, even a parent, even a family member being like, you know, oh my gosh, like Gabby, you know, did this to me, like going around and, and, and spreading stuff, even if it's to your family, even if it's to your other friends, right? Because that's damaging to any relationship. Because as a loyal friend, you're never, you're never supposed to forsake your friends, I think we need to also make sure that we are not taking advantage of our friends or taking them for granted. That's just a slow slope. That, like, like, like you don't realize that you're doing that until you're actually doing it, right? Um, and like when we do begin to do that, like that will just pull your friend away from you slowly and can leave a lot of damage. Um, Proverbs twenty seven six says that faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of, of, of the, of an enemy are deceitful. So your friend is, you know, we have to be okay that, you know, if, if our friend corrects us in this way that we are okay with being corrected, as, as I said earlier on in the episode. I think that like, it's good to always be thinking about ways of how to be better for your friends, how to show up for them better. Um, and, a lot of that, again, starts in the heart. So be praying to, to God to create a clean heart in you and to guard your heart because it says that, it says guard your heart above all else for everything you do flows from it. And friendships take work. I know that we've seen like in the movies, you know, like, and in real life, there's some people who I know have had, you know, friends since they were like little kids. But friendships, you know, of course, we can have those childhood friends, but friendships take a lot of work and they require effort on both sides. So we need to be able to put in the effort to be able to, you know, maintain a good friendship. One of my friends, I asked my girls, like, for some friendship advice. One of my friends said that she, like, always, you know, she she reaches out, she stays connected and makes plans and make t- and makes time f- makes time for people that she calls and... um. And that she's able to like be flexible. And I think that's, 
that's those are all really important things um it's just and it does tie back to being from to being the friend that you want to have but we need to actively put in work and actively be willing to become a better friend and to show up better for your girls george randolph said this really good quote about friendship he said that um truly great friends are hard to find they're difficult to leave and impossible to forget so let's be a good friend who is difficult to leave and when we are fat like when we do find that friend or when someone finds us we want to be that friend that you know is impossible to forget we want to be the friend that 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 we don't like the friendship doesn't have to end that you know it is difficult to leave right we want to i want to be that friend i want one someone to i want when someone finds me to be like this girl this girl i'm so blessed to have her in my life and i truly believe that if you apply these principles to your life you can be an amazing friend to anybody if you have absolutely zero friends which i doubt that a lot of you do um, but if you do, that's totally okay too, because in the right time it'll happen. But, um, and you lack nothing at this time. But, you know, pray for the friends that God will bless you with. If you do have friends, intercede for those friends. Pray that the Lord blesses them in every area of their life, that He keeps them, that He just puts a hedge of protection around them, ring of fire, whatever you want to say, that He just, like, puts His angel, dispatches His angels around them to protect them, and that He, um, and that he just creates clean hearts in them. If you have an issue with a friend, take it to the Lord. <laughs> if your friend is, you know, hoping and praying for a kingdom spouse, pray that the Lord pray for even their, your friend's, you know, future boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, pray for your friends. Just cover them and cover them in prayer. I try to. Do, that's a practice I've been trying to do more often. And I've seen when I've prayed for my friends, like what's like miracles that have happened and i've seen when my friends have prayed for me and reached out i'm like how did you know how did you know i need a prayer right now um i just want to remind you and if you are just praying for that friend and if you and if you do have friends too pray for more friends like like thank the lord for the friends that you have and if you and you know if you still feel like like if you say like you know maybe maybe you have a lot of friends lord if you still would like to bless me with more friends lord I just, I thank you for the friends that I have, God. I thank you for this person, this person, this person, this, you know, you can list them out or you can just thank God for the friends. Of course, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Psalm 104. Um, like first thank God for wholeheartedly for what he's given you. Even if you don't have friends, he's, you, you have a lot of stuff to be thankful for, right? But, but then, you know, you could ask God if you want to send people in my life, please, please send them my way, Lord. Please, please send them my way. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to remind you, if you are in that season of waiting on friends, that you are not alone. You are not alone. There are so many people all over the world who are in your same situation. I also want to remind you guys, I, I forgot to say this, so I'm going to say this now. That literally, if you don't know, Christian people are some of the nicest people ever. Like, sometimes I feel like when I go to church, it's, it's, it's like built-in besties, honestly. Like, the church is one of the easiest places to make friends. Most people are nice there. If they're not, here's the thing. Like, almost everybody is looking to make more friends. 
almost everybody wants more friends, right? So even if, you know, people aren't walking up to you, continue to approach people, continue to be kind, right? Because people are looking for friends, even if their Instagram might be on a page full of people, right? Like often people still want more friends. You never know. Don't judge a book by its cover, right? Just reach out to people. If if you're interested in somebody, reach out to them, be nice, send them a DM, send them a text, and most likely, most likely, they are going to reply and want to hang out with you, right? Like, who would turn down a friend, a friend invitation? Who would do that? Um, I've done it before. It works. Anyway, I hope that just helped you guys. I hope it brought some comfort, clarity, wisdom, understanding. I pray that these words just fall onto good soil and let you guys have a beautiful, blessed day, blessed week, blessed life. Thank you so much for listening to Allegro University. Be blessed, not stressed.